Today is the one-year anniversary since Superintendent David Brown officially took over as leader of the Chicago Police Department. And in this year, the demands of the city have pulled Brown in two often diametrically opposed directions. WBEZ's Patrick Smith has more. When Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown stepped up to the microphone at a Monday morning press conference last June, it was to make a confession. The city had just been rocked by a weekend of massive protests in reaction to the videotaped killing of George Floyd, a black man, by a white Minneapolis police officer. Brown said he had been out working the protests when a young woman called on cops to say Floyd's name. When she chanted, say his name, I silently thought, yeah, Mr. Floyd was murdered. But Brown said he only whispered Floyd's name. Today, publicly. I want to say his name as a police leader of the second largest police department in the country, Mr. George Floyd. We grieve with you and your family. We are embarrassed by the cops in Minneapolis. Brown crossed the so-called blue line to express solidarity with protesters. This was the reform-minded leader that Chicagoans were promised when Mayor Lori Lightfoot tapped Brown to be the city's next top cop. Before coming to Chicago, Brown spent six years as chief in Dallas, retiring in 2016. In the meantime, he had published a well-received memoir titled Called to Rise. It charted his course from a lock-em-up beat cop to an advocate for compassionate community policing. He wrote in the book about the death of his son, who was killed in a shootout with police. I thought I really cared about other people's troubles. On one level, I did, but not deep down. Issues of mental illness, gun violence, and drug use had never hit home for me until they hit my home, my family, my son. In Chicago, Brown has affirmed his commitment to community policing expanding an initiative that puts cops in close contact with residents and restarting community police meetings, all while contending with the COVID-19 pandemic. Under the hood, there's been lots of activity in the community policing front, trying to adjust to COVID and trying to get ready for the post-COVID times that we're all hoping for. Northwestern University professor Wesley Scogan studies crime and policing and works with the department on community engagement. He says last year, it moved police community conversations to Zoom because of the pandemic. And they had all-time record attendance. And more young people and black people participated. Attendees started to be more broadly representative of the community. Brown's also been a vocal supporter of the court-enforced police reform plan known as a consent decree, throwing more resources at reform and increasing productivity when it comes to revamping policies. So far, those efforts have resulted in mixed success, with the department making progress, but still falling short of the majority of its reform obligations. And in terms of reform, Brown has made a point to express his dissatisfaction with the culture of policing in Chicago. Last October, Brown addressed a group of new recruits at the police academy. It's extraordinary that you want to be a cop today. Typically, it's an occasion for cliche-riddled words of encouragement. Instead, Brown warned them that they would encounter Chicago cops who didn't deserve to wear the badge and told them there may be times when they need to ignore their own supervisors to do what's right. You may have a trainer or a senior veteran officer who we never should have hired, and their advice to you is the worst advice to take.
But at other times, Brown has struck a far different tone in his rhetoric. Like after the violent clashes between police and protesters at the Columbus statue downtown, there was an immediate outcry against police actions. In one instance, video shows an officer punching an 18-year-old activist in the mouth, breaking her tooth, even though she was backing away from him. After two days of criticism of cops, Brown called a news conference to highlight videos and photos showing protesters pelting officers with fireworks and bottles. He said the clash injured dozens of officers, including one who suffered a broken eye socket. Peaceful demonstrations have been hijacked by organized mobs. Yet in the face of this action to provoke a violent response, the vast majority of officers have been professional and have exhibited great restraint. One officer told WBEZ that she and her fellow cops appreciated Brown having their backs during a difficult time. But Black Lives Matter Chicago director Amika Tendaji says his words emboldened abusive officers. I think more brazen brutality is what I've seen this year um, instead of years past. So Brown has swung back and forth between reform niceties and old school rhetoric. And faced with multiple public safety crises, including a surge in gun violence and carjackings and a summer of looting and destruction, Brown has repeatedly turned to old school strategies. He took officers out of patrol districts to staff citywide roving units focusing on crime hotspots. It's a tactic the city had tried and abandoned in the past, and one that experts and officers say drained districts of the resources needed to do the kind of community policing Brown says he holds most dear. Attorney Carlton Mayers II, a Chicago-based police reform expert, says under pressure, Brown reverted to a, quote, warrior style of policing instead of the guardian model he has talked up. I think he's doing what most police departments are doing. They're just looking to what is the easiest way for us to deal with this in the short term instead of trying to look at what are some more long-term approaches that might take longer to do. It's going to be a steeper hill to climb, but We're going to get long-term sustainable results in the end where everybody is going to be a part of this. Not only law enforcement, but community members are going to be a part of supporting public safety. As Brown starts his second year on the job, none of the competing demands on him show any signs of abating. Shootings and murders are up again this year. Last month's police killing of 13-year-old Adam Toledo prompted large street protests, and the demands of the consent decree and the outrage of activists are not going away. Patrick Smith, WBEZ News.